This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome to another class, Wednesday night, Har Lebanon, 8 p.m., corner of Avenue S and East 9th. Thank you for all attending. Thank you to Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. We are studying Parashat Toledot. There is a story told about the Saba of Shapoli, the Zayda of Shapoli, where his student came over to him and he asked him for an advice on how to come closer to Hashem. And he asked him as follows, What is the better way for me to serve my Creator? Is it through indulging? Is it through pleasures? Through food? And on that, that's the way to come closer to Hashem? By me, using the food and using all the pleasures of life and coming closer to Hashem? Or just the opposite? Should I fast? Should I afflict myself? Should I not eat? Should I abstain from many activities and in that way I come closer to my Creator? And the Rebbe answered him as follows. He said, when Hashem created the world and He created the Yisra'ra, the evil inclination, the Yisra'ra came over to Hashem and said, why did you create me? What's my, what's my mission in life? What's my job in life? And Hashem turned to the Yisra'ra, to the evil inclination and said, your mission is to make people fall. Your mission is to let people sin. That's your mission. That's your job. And Hashem says, and you'll start off with Abraham Abinu. There you go. Take Abraham and do what you do as you wish. So the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, went to Abraham, disguised as a human, and he came, he's walking in the desert, and he walks into the, des- into the tent of Abraham Abinu. And Abraham, as we know, Abraham is midata chesed. Abraham is kindness, graciousness, love. And Abraham greeted him. He gave him food. He gave him drink. He gave him board. And the Yisra'ra saw, the evil inclination saw, I can't get this guy to sin. He's filled with love, with kindness, with such good. I can't get him to sin. He comes back to Hashem and he says, Hashem, why did you create me? I can't find anybody that, uh, to make them fall into sin. And Hashem says, you'll go to Yishak. Don't worry, you got his hack, you got his hack in the bag, you'll make him sin. And again, the Yisra'ra, disguised as a human, goes to his hack. And his hack, as we know, is Midat HaGebura. Gebura is described, Gebura is translated as either valor or courage or might or strength, different from Abraham Abinu. Whereas Abraham was kindness and love, Yitzhak, on the surface, it seems that he was the opposite. He was filled with courage, with strength, with might. And the Yisra'ra, the evil inclination, comes to Yitzhak Abinu. And Yitzhak saw that the evil inclination is starting up with him. So him and Ribka start beating the Yisra'ra down. Because he's Gebura. He's courage, he's might, he's strength. The Yisra'ra, the evil inclination, comes back to Hashem and he says, Hashem, why did you create me? I can't find anybody in the world. Hashem says, don't worry. You'll go to Yaakov. Yaakov, sure thing, you'll bring him down. By Yaakov, we know he was the best of both worlds. Hesed and Gebura, which is blended in to Tiferet, the middle of the road. He knew when to use Hesed, when to use Gebura. But by Yaakov, it says, Titen Emet le Yaakov. Emet is Torah. Truth is Torah. So the Yesarara, the evil inclination, disguised as a human, comes to Yaakov and he sees that Yaakov's head is drowning in the Gemara, drowning in Torah. And as much as he tries to make Yaakov sin, nothing doing. 
And he comes back to Hashem and he says, Hashem, I can't get not Abraham, I can't get Yitzhak, I can't get Yaakov. That's the mashal, the Saba of Shepola told his student. And he tells him, the moral lesson of this analogy that I'm giving you is everyone has their own way to beat the Yisrara, to beat the evil inclination. Your way is not good for me. My way is not good for you. However, we have Baruch Hashem that Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov paved different ways for us to tap into in order to defeat, to combat, to bring down the Yisrara. And Rabbotai, that's what our class is going to be focused on tonight. I know that Parashat Toledot is centrally focused on the Berachot of Yaakov and how he took them from Isav. We will not talk about that tonight. We'll talk about a subject which is less talked about. And that is a subject of Yitzhak Avinu digging up the wells. In fact, if I would name this class, I would name it Well, Well, Well. Because Yitzhak Avinu's whole story in Parashat Olod, now, now mind you, we only see about Yitzhak Avinu, well really, very few Pesukim last week, all the way in the end when he ends up taking Rivka and getting married to her. And in this week's parasha, the whole story with the well. By him giving the Berachot to Yaakov and not giving them to Isav, but that's not really focused on Yitzhak. And next week's parasha, we have nothing about him. It's all about Yaakov. So really, all we know about Yitzhak Abinu's, how he dealt with his evil inclination, how he paved the way for us to defeat our Yisrara, is through the story of the wells. By Parashat Vayera, we know that Abraham Abinu goes to Gerar. Gerar, we don't really have it today, but Gerar was in the south side of Israel, closer to Egypt. That's where Gerar was. And by Gerar, there was Abimelech, Melech Pelishtim. Abimelech, the king of the Philistines. And Abraham Abinu digs wells, and he names the wells. However, the Philistines, because they hated Abraham, and his ideology, and his mission in life, and his project in life, they end up stuffing the wells with dirt. Over here, in this week's parasha, Yitzhak Abinu goes to Gerar also. He wants to follow in the footsteps of his father. Why does he not go to Mitzrayim? Because he cannot leave Eretz Gerar is in the province of Eretz Mitzrayim is outside. Yitzhak, because he was a korban, as Abraham Abinu put him on the altar, it was Asur, it was forbidden to, to him, forbidden for him to leave Er Israel. So he ends up going to Abimelech Menech Palishtim. Abimelech sees that, Abra, that Yitzhak Abinu amasses great wealth, he's flourishing, he has so many properties, so many cattle, so much money, he says, do me a favor, you're not for us. You're liquidating everything that we have, leave. Yitzhak Abinu ends up leaving. But what does he do? He comes back to Gerar a short while later and he digs the wells that his father Abraham dug because now the Philistines, what happened? They stuffed them up with dirt. Now he ends up digging them again, the same wells, calling them the same names that Abraham Abinu called the wells. What are the names? We don't know. The Torah does not tell you the names of the wells of Abraham. Alongside of him digging up the wells again of his father Abraham, he finds his own wells. I'll read you the Pesukim. 
The servants of Yitzhak end up digging in the Nahal over there in the creek. Now remember these words. They end up finding a well, a water well. Now, of course, the Philistines are going to argue and dispute the finding of the well and saying, this is our well. What are you doing? And he ends up calling the name of this well, Isaac. In English, dispute. Why? Because they disputed over the whole concept that he found the well. Fine, that's well number one. And the slaves, the servants of Yitzhak end up digging another well. And they end up, the Philistines end up quarreling, end up disputing the well again, the second well. And he ends up calling the second well, Sitna, hatred. So we have the first well which is called dispute, the second well which is called hatred. He goes very far away from there. He ends up finding a third well. And in that, there was no dispute. They all admitted that it was Yitzhak Abinu's well. He ends up calling the well Rehobot. Now, Rehobot in English means widen. Rahab means widen. And Yitzhak Abinu says, you know why I'm calling it Rehobot? Because now, now we can take our freedom. Now we have freedom to do as we wish because this well belongs to us. So these pesukim will help us understand the life and mission of Yitzhak. He digs up one well, they quarrel. He digs up the second well, they quarrel. The third well belongs to him. If you look in, if you look in fact at the Kliakar, he says these wells have to do with the Batem Mikdash. The first Bet Mikdash, what ends up happening, gets destroyed. The second Bet Mikdash gets destroyed. However, the third Bet Mikdash, which we're all waiting anxiously for, that will stay for us. Nobody will dispute it. It will stay for us. And that's when Hashem will widen the Jewish people to the whole world. That's the Kliakar, that's on the side. The Baal Shem Tov explains the story of the wells as follows. And I'll read you his words. The digging of these wells, Our forefathers, Abraham and Yitzhak, wanted to bring Hashem down. If we could even use those words. Now Hashem's, Hashem's presence is filled through the whole world. However, sometimes we don't feel it. They wanted to bring Hashem down, make Him relevant in our life. So what did they do? They end up digging wells. The wells are a metaphor for end up bringing Hashem in this world, bringing Him from this world and revealing Him. He says, Now what what ends up happening? How do you dig a well? You take dirt, you end up digging and digging and digging. What comes out of the dirt? Water. So which means they wanted to take Hashem, which is the Ma'im, bring him up from the Afar, because sometimes we don't see him. They wanted to bring Hashem up from the Afar, from the dirt, and reveal him, and drink his water, which is the Torah. Abraham Abinu Zachal Hashem Ba'ulam. 
Abraham Abinu has his own way of revealing Hashem through his wells. But what happens? After Abraham Abinu passes away, he passed away and his way of revealing Hashem passed away with him. In fact, the commentators say that all the converts that Abraham Abinu converted when he was alive, he ends up passing away. All the converts went back to their old ways because they have no leader. So the person that revealed Hashem in this world, which is Abraham, he's no longer here. He passes away along with his mission, with his way of revealing Hashem. Comes Yitzhak. Yitzhak hayat sarich. Now Yitzhak. aviv. Now I have to follow in the footsteps of my father Abraham, Yitzhak says. He also ends up tapping in the same wells. He sees these wells. He names them the same names that his father named them. However, he doesn't use them. Because he has his own way of revealing Hashem. Abraham Abinu's way was chesed. Yitzhak was courage, strength. To knock the Yisrael on his head. Not to bring him into my house. Not to shower him with kindness and then converting him. No, I don't do that. I knock him right before he comes into my vicinity. I knock him, get rid of him. Kish, I don't want him anymore. That's Geburah. So Yitzhak Abinu has his own wells and his own way of revealing Hashem. That's why it says, Vayashu Yitzhak. Yitzhak goes back to Gerar. He ends up digging up the same wells as his father. But along with the same wells as his father, he ends up digging up his own wells. That's the Ba'al Shem Tov. Rabunim, Rab Sibha Bunim of Peshisha in a sefer called Simha, takes this concept further. He expands on it and he says, Every Jewish person, when you come closer to revealing Hashem in your life, clinging to Hashem, wanting to come close to Hashem, you have to dig up your own well. Don't rely on your forefathers. Yes, your forefathers paved the way. But it's very hard for you sometimes to act in their way. So dig up your own well. Asher al yada through this own wall that you dig up for yourself, you could cling to your Creator in your own special way. And in the beginning, when you come close to Hashem, you're going to dig up your own well. You're going to reveal your own way of clinging to Hashem, but you have many disputes. You want to go to class, you have so many obstacles in your way. The Yisrael won't let you. Because it's, it's, it's joined in together, this well that you reveal, it still has ra inside of it. It has evil of the Yisrael inside of it. He won't let go of this evil. He won't let you go to class. He won't let you serve Hashem. And that's why the first well was called, was named Isaac, dispute. The Yisr will dispute your new way of revealing Hashem. And then when you continue further, onward, when you leave this well, when you leave this way of revealing Hashem, you want to go to another way. You saw that this first way of revealing Hashem didn't work for you. You want to try a different approach. 
אזי הוא במדרגת שטנה. What ends up happening? The Yisrael sees that you're overcoming him, hitting him on his head, and he ends up, הסטן עומד לנגדו ומבלבלו. The Satan ends up hating you. The second one was named Sitna, from hate, from hatred. He ends up hating you. The first one he got you. Now the second time you're revealing Hashem and he sees that you're overcoming him, he starts to end up hating you. And what ends up happening? He wants to stop you again. Until, if you don't give up, if you don't despair, V'achar kach ba'le madrega rehobot v'rehava. What ends up happening if you stay in it, if you don't despair, if you don't give up, then ends up happening you have rehaba, you have the rehobot, you widen yourself, and that's your true way of serving Hashem, Rabbotai. These be'erot, these wells of Abraham, these wells of Yitzhak, teach us a very valuable lesson. It's brought by the Hafez Hayim. And the lesson is, well, It wasn't really the Hafez Hayim who came up with this lesson. Sidi Rav Nachman of Breslov. And the lesson is, En shum yeush ba'olam klal. Do not despair. Never despair. You see that you're trying to come close to Hashem and it's not working out? Fine. Do it again. Again it's not working out? Do it again. Don't stop. I'll read you the words of the Hafez Hayim. He says, The whole story of the wells that Yitzhak dug, they teach us. Never give up on the project which you started. Don't stumble, don't despair. Let's say Yitzhak now ends up He wants to dig some wells. He didn't find any water in the dirt that he dug. You think he throw, threw in the towel? You think he stopped? Of course not. How do we know he didn't stop? Because it says, he went from one well to another one to another one until he found water. He dug up another well until he found water. And if they quarreled with him, if they disputed on this well, so he ends up digging another well. So which means his whole legacy What do we know about Yitzhak Abinu? He never gave up. You think it was easy for Yitzhak Abinu to go to the Akedah? It wasn't easy for Yitzhak Abinu to go to the Akedah. I understand it's called Akedah Yitzhak. And the Nisayon, the test was for Abraham. But it wasn't easy for a 37-year-old man going and knowing semi through the road, through the way to the journey, that he's going to be the Korban. He could have said, Dad, listen, you're 137 years old. You know, you sure Hashem revealed Himself to you? Are you sure you got the prophecy? Maybe it was something you ate, maybe something you drank last night. You know, he could have just easily went back home. And now went to the Akedah. He didn't give up. And he kept on going and digging up wells and more wells. So finally, the end of the day, Hafar The Yeserara, the evil inclination, wants to bring you down. That's his job. He's begging Hashem every single day from when Hashem created him. Hashem, why did you create me? As we said the story of Asaba and Shipoli. Hashem, why did you create me? You have Abraham. But Abraham is not listening to me. You have Yitzhak. But Yitzhak is not listening to me. You have Yaakov. But Yaakov is not listening to me. You know what? You have all the Jews. Go. 
he starts. And he tries, and he tries. And if you don't give up, what ends up happening, as we explained many times, when you don't give up, when you don't have yush, you have the biggest rehaba in your life. You have the biggest blessing. In fact, I remember, it was either last year or two years ago, we explained the Amidah starts off like this. Adonai, sefatai tiftah, ufi yagid tehilatecha. Joey, how are you? Ufi yagid tehilatecha. You beg of Hashem right now, before I start with my supplications, and my begging, and my wants, and my requests, open up my lips, and they shall yagid tehilatecha. They shall praise you. If you look at the letters, Amonai, Sefatai, Tiftah, Ufiya, you have the word Yeush, Taf, Taf. Yeush, Taf, Taf. Which means you're about to start the Amidah right now. And you're saying to yourself, the Yisra, the evil condition comes to you and says, really? You're going to request some Hashem? You forgot what you did last night? You're going to Hashem, Refa'enu. You want Refu'ah? You want Beracha? You want Parnasah? Did you forget what you did last night? He starts bringing Yehush right in the beginning of the Amulet. He still didn't even start opening your mouth. Yehush right there. But don't forget, you have the Taf, Taf. The first Taf is Torah. The second Taf is Tefillah. You have the power of the Torah to bring you back up from the despair. You have the power of the Tefillah you bring you up from the power of the, from this despair. You have that power, which means never give up. The Yisra is always there. He's waiting. You come out of your mother's stomach, he's there. You still didn't even breathe your first breath, he's there. Antoninus taught Rabbi in Masechet Sanhedrin. He's there from the beginning. Kenadavar, the Hafez Hayim says. Kenadavar, bechola anyanim ahumriyim beruhaniyim. So too is it in spirituality and materialistic things. Whether it be in business, whether it be in learning Torah. You come in business. A person now wants to leave his job. He's tired of it. He doesn't want to work for anybody anymore. He wants to start his own job, his own business. Doesn't go well. Well, that's it. He files an LLC. He goes down to the courts. Well, not now, but you know, online. Well, he, he files all the necessary paperwork, and that's it. It didn't succeed, so that's it? He goes back to his previous job? Of course not. Nobody in their right mind, which has the mindset and the mind frame of leaving his job because he doesn't want to be a servant anymore, he wants to be his own boss, and he sees that it's not working out for him, so that's it? You don't give up. Nobody gives up. The, 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 the key to life is to succeed and to succeed and succeed. Even though when you see in the beginning, you try and try again, right? That's the whole point. You try and try again until finally you see success. That's mishar. That's panasa. What about Torah? You come to a class, you don't understand any. I hope you understand. But if you don't understand anything, that's it. You say, oh, Torah is not for me. Only a fool will say that. The Torah is so vast, so large, so sweet. It has everything for everybody. It has deep esoteric things. It has midrashim. It has stories, it has mishnayot, it has gematriyot. It's so beautiful. You don't give up. The Havet Hayim says, you never give up. Whether it's panasa materialistic, whether it's ruhani, which is learning Torah. You never give up. And he says, that's the point of, maybe, maybe, according to the Baal Shem Tov and the many commentators that I saw, this whole story with the Be'erot didn't really happen. What does that mean didn't really happen? I mean, it says in the Torah, but it's, it's, 
it's not to be taken literally. Like as we explained, Parashat Nawah, the Tower of Babel, is not only taken literally. There's a concept of Migdal Babel, ideology. And over here, the story of the Be'erot is not only to be taken literally. There's got to be something behind it. If you look at the Ramban, Nahmanides, the Ramban says, what kind, what kind of story is this about Yitzhak Abinu? That's all we know about him. All we know about him is that he was a farmer. So he, he plants here and he plants here and he has me'ashi'areen. Oh, beautiful. Agriculture. That's all we know about Yitzhak. About Abraham, we know in Parashat Lech Lecha, Parashat Vayera, Parashat Hayesara. About Yitzhak, all we know is a few Pesukim, Parashat Lech The Ramban says, it's got to mean something more. It's got to mean something deeper. And the deeper meaning behind it is this. Yitzhak Abinu is telling us, with all the Be'erot, with all the wells that I'm digging, I end up finally finding water that nobody disputed, that it was mine. Nobody said it was fraud. It was mine. Ah, that's the lesson. Never give up because in the end of the day, in the end of the day, when you don't give up, when you don't have yush, when you don't have despair, you will have the greatest success in your life. The Navi says, in Micha. And by the way, when Yitzhak Abinu is digging up the wells, I mean the water is there, right? What is a well? A well is a body of water covered up by dirt. You dig up this dirt and you find the water, which means the water is there the whole time. The success in your life is there the whole time. You just have to find it. You can't give up and say, oh, I looked over here, there's no water, so let me leave. You're right, over here there's no success. But over here there might be success. The water is there, just tap into it, just bring it up. That's what Yitzhak Abinu is teaching us. The Naveen Micha says, Al tismehi oyaptili ki nafalti kamti ki esheb bahoshech Hashem orli. The Navi is talking and saying, Al tismehi oyaptili, my enemy, do not rejoice when I fall. Ki nafalti, because when I fall, kamti, I get up again. Who's the enemy? Who's the biggest enemy in life? The evil inclination. Ki esheb bahoshech, even when I sit in darkness, Hashem orli. Hashem is my light, which means in the darkness, Hashem is there. Doesn't say Hashem Ya'irli. Doesn't say Hashem will illuminate for me. Hashem is my light even in the darkness. So you, my evil inclination, you think you got me? You're putting me in darkness? You brought me down? No, 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 no. kamti. If you look at the Ashrayash Bebetecha, it's all Aleph bit, right? We know there's no letter Nun in Ashray. The letter noon is there, but not in the beginning of the Pesukim. Let's do it together. Uh, sorry for getting the Ashley. Okay, uh, let's do it together. Noon. <laughs> All of a sudden, the noon's not there. Why? So, where's the noon? So, the Gemara Barachot said, David Amech didn't want to write noon because noon is from Rashon Nefila. Because noon starts the letter, starts the word of Nofil. So, what did he do? He said, Hashem supports anyone that falls, which means he'll support you. Really, there's no such concept as falling for a Jew. Despair, Yehush, giving up hope, there's no such concept. But even if you feel like it, Samech Hashem Nechon Mithlim. Hashem will bring you up. That's what the Navi is saying. Don't rejoice when you see me fall down the Yisrara. Because I won't, I won't be tricked by your ways. 
The Yisrael Rabotai, the evil inclination wants to always destroy us. But you always have to build. Don't be from the destroyers. Be from the builders. Always be from the builders. The Shem Ishmael says, Ha'anyan ma shi ishtadel Yitzhak b'hafirat ha'be'erot. Yitzhak Abinu, why is he digging up so many wells? Again, the Shemush Mu'el goes with this concept of the Ba'a Shem Tov. It's all imaginary. For what? You know, the Navi says, Why are Breslov called, why, why is Breslov called Breslov? Anybody know why Breslov is called Breslov? Rav Nachman said, I mean, the town was there. He was called Rav Nachman of Breslov because he came from the town of Breslov, right? Uman later, Medvika later. But Breslov, he says, Rav Nachman, why is it called Breslov? It's a conjunction of two words, bas, lev basar, a heart of flesh. What do you mean heart of flesh? Of course my heart of flesh. The Navi says, lev shel even, lev basar. Our heart, of course it's flesh. But sometimes it feels like a heart of stone. Because the evil inclination puts so much dirt on top of it and makes it so much like stone. We say, this rabbi is not speaking to me. These words of Torah, not speaking to me. This class, not speaking to me. Going, doing mitzvot, not speaking to me. Because your heart is a heart of stone. But what will happen when Mashiach comes? Hashem will take away the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. So Rav Nachman says, that's why if you see Breslov or Hasidim, they're always happy, they're always rejoicing, they're always jumping up and down. Why? Because they have a lev shel basar. They, 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 they don't, they don't, they're not coerced by the Yisrara. They're not coerced by the, by the evil inclination. They take away the dirt from their heart. They take away the dirt and they reveal Hashem inside their heart. They reveal Him out. So the Shem Ishmael says, the Be'erot, the wells, it's a figurative language for uncovering the water that's inside, that's inside the dirt, taking away the dirt, bringing up the water. You have Timtum Halebi says, you have your heart. Your heart sometimes is covered by filth. What's that filth? That filth is the mahshavot of the Yisra'ra, the thoughts of the Yisra'ra telling you, you're good for nothing. You don't, you don't amount to anything. Forget about the whole thing. But you take it away. You uncover it slowly, slowly, in your own way of revealing Hashem. You have an own way. Now your way is not good for me. And my way is not good for you. Everyone has their own way of revealing Hashem. That's why we explain many times, the Pasuk says, Hanoch lana'ar al pi darko, gam ki yaskin lo yasur mimenna. Mishle says, says in his chokmah, in his wisdom, bring up a child in his own way. You have children in the house. The first son gets a 95. Beautiful. You reward him. The other one gets a two. But you say, why can't you be like your brother? Why can't he be like his brother, by the way? Because he's not his brother. <laughs> he has his own way. Now instead of rebuking him, and instead of hitting him, shalom, and instead of making him feel like nothing, why can't you amount to anything like your brother? You know what? We'll work on you. If need be, we'll bring you a tutor. We'll work on you. Slowly, slowly. Maybe... In life, he'll never be like his older brother. Maybe. Maybe yes, maybe no. But he's not meant to be like his older brother. That's a problem many parents have. They start equating, they start saying, oh, this son is like this. Oh, and when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I got salutatorian. 
I got valedictorian. Why can't my son get valedictorian? Why can't my daughter get valedictorian? Because they're not you. You had your own way of learning, and they have their own way of learning. You have your own way of revealing Hashem, they have their own way of revealing Hashem. So Shlomo HaMelech says, Kam ki yaskin, yaskin, lo yasur If you reveal Hashem in your own way, if you reveal Hashem to your son or to your daughter in their own way, when they get older, they'll always remember, my father, my mother, they loved me so much, they never compared me to anybody else, and that's the way they reveal Hashem themselves. But we have to understand, even when the evil inclination, the Yisrara, tries to bring us down, not only should we never despair, never throw in the towel, be careful. Never get angry. Never be mad. Never be upset. Because that's a petah for all the avirot. Anger is the worst character trait a Jew can have. Anger, again, ka'as, is the worst character trait. Because if you have ka'as, you allow yourself to do everything. Rav Yosef Chaim Zanenfeld, a Yehudi came over to him and he said, Rabbi, prove to me that God exists. Prove to me. So he starts opening up the books, he starts telling him, he brings him sources from here, sources from here. The Jew said, no, I don't believe you. This is all shaken. This is all lies. You're playing tricks with my mind. There's no such thing as God. And the Jew said, if you don't reveal to me, if you don't teach me really, how I can bring Hashem in my life? How can I believe that there's Hashem? I'll break all your windows. I mean, he had so much chaos. Because he wanted to reveal Hashem, but he didn't know how to. I'll break all your windows. So the rabbi said, Oh yeah? Oh yeah? You'll break all my windows? You know what I'll do? So the Jew said, What will you do? He said, I'll bring a glazer and I'll fix my, my windows. You know what a glazer is? A person who fixes windows. It means he, 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 he wasn't ka'at, he wasn't ka'asan. He didn't despair. You want me to reveal who Hashem is to you? Oh, fine. Like the story of Rabbi Pereda, Masechet Megillah. Rabbi Pereda had a student, he taught him 400 times every single lesson. Imagine this. 400 times every single lesson. One day, he was teaching him 400 times, but Rabbi Pereda had a bris he had to go to. So every two seconds, he would look at his watch, 400, 398, 399, 400, finally. He tells the student, you got it? I got to go. You got it? He says, no, I, I really didn't get it. He says, Ma yomayim. every day you understand the lesson after I give it to you 400 times. Why today you can't get it after 400 times? He says, because the whole time I'm saying to myself, maybe you got to go, maybe you got to go. I, I'm rushing you. I'm anxious. So I didn't get it because my mind is not with the lesson. My mind is with you. So he told him another 400 times. Imagine this. A Rebbe, a teacher, that doesn't despair after 10 times is something. After 400 times, something else. After 800 times, I mean, that's a malach. And then he heard a bad call from Shemaim. Then he heard a heavenly voice say, because of, your, because of your patience, because you didn't despair, you wanted to help people reveal Hashem the way that they reveal Hashem, you have a choice. Would you want to go? Would you want to have a long life? Or would you want that you and your whole generation have ulam abba? And he said, no. Why should I only worry about myself? I want my generation to have ulam abba. They told him, you know what? We'll give you a long life and we'll give you and your generation ulam abba. For not despairing. For not giving up hope. 
They're not throwing in the towel. That's what the rabbi taught us over here. Yeah, you're going to break my windows? Oh, so you're threatening me? You think I'm going to be upset at you? And say, I don't want to deal with you? I have bigger things to deal with than to help you reveal Hashem? Go reveal them yourself. No. If you want to reveal Hashem, I'll help you. Just like the child. Abraham, you think Abraham didn't reveal to Yitzhak his own way of revealing Hashem? Of course he did. But Yitzhak said, that way doesn't work for me. I'm not hesed. I can't do that. I got to hit the Yitzhak on his head as we explained. So now, if it's Hakabinu is called Midata Gebura, right? Gebura, which we said is valor, might, strength, courage. There's a question. The question is, it's Hakabinu, when Abimelech comes over to him and he confronts him and he says, Leave my town, leave my country, because you amass so much wealth, you're taking everything we got, you gotta go. If it's Hak is really Gebura, is really strength and courage and might, he should have yelled back at Abimelech. Excuse me. What? This is Eris Israel. Eris Israel belongs to me and my father and, and my, my lineage. You're going to tell me to leave Eris Israel? Why don't you leave Eris Israel? We don't see that at all. What do we see? Tzhak Abinu leaves. He comes back to reveal the wells again, to dig up the wells, but he doesn't fight at all. So if he doesn't fight at all, then what is Midat Gebura? What is the midah of courage, of might, of strength that Tzhak Abinu has? Well, according to what we said of never giving up hope, and never... I'm sorry? Very good. Beautiful. Were you with me when I prepared the class? Oh, okay. Very good. Courage. A courageous person knows how to control his anger. A courageous person will never be discouraged because he has so much courage. So his Hakabinu said, you want me to leave? No problem. People think that they're, they're strong and, they're, and they're, they have so much might and courage when they answer back, when they fight back. No, just the opposite. If you control yourself, a person that controls his anger, that has courage, so much courage to control his anger, is much more powerful than the strongest warrior. So his Hakabinu knew when to control his anger. Instead of Megiv, instead of commenting, instead of yelling back at Abimelech, you want me to leave? Leave. Why? How, how could his Hakabinu have, have this, have this midas so profound? How could he have it and control his anger? Because I know Hashem is running the world. I have to do what I have to do. I have to keep on digging, keep on revealing Hashem. And it's the same Hashem which I'm trying to reveal. He's running the show. I'll give you an analogy. You see a person that he's burning all the reds. Now, some people, they, they, can't, they can't take it. I'm seeing a person, he's, he's burning all the red lights. He's going through all the red lights. He's got to do something. So he's got he's to tailgate him. He's got to go after him. And Han came and said, hey, what are you doing? As if, you know, he owns the road. He said, hey, what are you doing? But a person that knows that the cop is all the way in the end, seeing exactly what this guy is doing, burning all the reds, he'll stay quiet. Why? Because somebody's going to take care of him in the end. He's burning all the reds now. He's running through all the red lights now. But I know there's somebody waiting for him over there. He'll take care of him. So why should I say anything? It's the same thing. It's says, I should tell Abimelech something. I have no time for Abimelech. Hashem will take care of Abimelech. My job is to reveal Hashem. Through the wells, through my own serving of Hashem. That's how I, that's how I have courage. That's my Geburah in life. So Geburah sometimes is, 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 
it's a, there's a misconception of Geburah. When we say, Yitzhak Abinu is Midat Geburah, yeah. Midat Geburah, yes. Midat Geburah is strength. But that is Yitzhak Abinu used to shamble everyone. Yitzhak Abinu used to yell at everyone. No. Yitzhak Abinu had inner courage never to be discouraged by anyone trying to stop him from doing his thing. Because even when Abimelech tells Yitzhak Abinu to leave, he leaves, but he ends up coming back. You understand? Imagine Yitzhak Abinu says, no. I'm not leaving. This is my town. This is my country. You should leave. I'll never come back and reveal the walls again. The only way he was able to come back is to stay quiet, to never be discouraged, to have the might to stand against the Abimelech, which Abimelech is the Yisrara, as the Ba'a Shem Tov says. David Abimelech says, Le-David b'shanato ta'amol lifne Abimelech v'aygarashehu v'yelach. The Mizmor we say on Shabbat. The Ba'a Shem Tov says, When you change your nature against Abimelech, which means against the evil inclination, which means every single day you try to come up with new ways how to defeat your evil inclination, you run after him, you shoo him away, and he ends up leaving. Which means you never give up. Even David Melech knew the, the concept of never giving up. David Melech, how many... How many problems he had in his life? His adversaries, his enemies, praying for his death every single day and telling him to his face, we can't wait until you pass away, until you die, David, because we want Shlomo, your son, to build Beit HaMikdash. And he kept on saying, no, Oh, I rejoice at their words of wishing me death. Why? Because Hashem will take care of them. Hashem will take care of them. Same thing with Shem'i ben Gera. When Yoab ben Seruyah wanted to kill Shem'i ben Gera because Shem'i ben Gera cursed David Melech out. So what did David Melech say? Mali velachem benet Seruyah. You want me to kill this guy Shem'i ben Gera? Hashem amar lo kalil. It's not him cursing. He's a messenger of Hashem. Hashem is telling him to curse. He's not running the show. Hashem is running the show. So why should I be mad? I shouldn't be discouraged by him cursing me out and saying, you know what, you're right, you're right. I'm chilan imretzit. He calls me uh, Noef, Moab, Rotseyah. You're right, Tu'iba. You're right, you're right. I don't amount to anything. You're right. Let me despair from now. Let me give up hope from now. No. Keep on in it for the long run, as we explained many times. That's why the stories of the Abot are so important to understand that it's Hashem running the show. And how do we, what exemplifies this whole concept of Yitzhak Abinu, knowing that Hashem runs the show? Yitzhak Abinu, why does he love Isav's son so much? Doesn't he know that Isav is a rasha? What, he fooled him so much? Daddy, how do we take ma'asir from Tebin? Daddy, how do we take ma'asir from salt? Of course there's no ma'asir from salt. How do you take ma'asir tenth of, a, of salt grains? You can't do it. You think he didn't know he was a rasha? Of course he knew. But Yitzhak Abinu says, he's the Bechor. If he was born the Bechor, Hashem knew why he should be the Bechor. Why should I interfere with Hashem? So I should love, I should love the Bechor, because every father loves all their children, but the Bechor more. So let me love my Bechor. Yeah, okay, fine, maybe he's a Rasha, maybe he's tricking me, maybe, okay, Sayyid Befi, fine, but he's a Bechor. Let it be. And it continues, when Yaakov Abinu comes with the clothes of Isav, and it says, Hakol kol Yaakov, Isav. What's going on over here? Now, it feels to me, that you're Yaakov, that you're Isav, pardon me, but the voice, your voice, is like Yaakov. And what does it say? Ve'lo hikiro. 
And he didn't know exactly, Yitzhak doesn't know exactly who's in front of him. He doesn't recognize who it is. He's confused. Is it Isav? Is it Yaakov? And he ends up busting him. He ends up giving him Barakha. Excuse me, Yitzhak. If you're not sure who it is, why don't you go ask who it is first before giving him the Barakha? Why do you end up giving him the Barakha? Because Yitzhak Abinu says, if he comes to me and he wants a Barakha, I'll give him a Barakha. If Hashem doesn't want him to have the Barakha, so Hashem won't give him the Barakha. Why should I be discouraged? Why should I despair? If he came to me, he wants a barakha, let him take the barakha. And the end, when he ends up finding out that he let Hashem run the show, but end up being for his downfall, Oh, but harada admi'od. He says, oh, I thought I'm doing what Hashem wants. I have to bless whoever comes to my door. And then ends up being that Yaakov played a trick on his brother Isav. I ended up giving the barakha to Yaakov and not Isav. And then he ended up getting upset. But now, why should I get upset? So Yaakov came in the clothes of Isav, he wants a barakhot, let me give it to him, what's the problem? Why should, I, why should I despair and say, no, no, I'm not giving you the barakhot. Why should I get into a whole fluster and get upset and get mad and kaas? And he ends up saying to Isav, he says, oh, seems to me like Yaakov, your, your brother, came and he took your barakhot. Gam baruch yihye. Let him, let him take the barakhot. Let him take the barakhot. Isav, let him take the barakhot? What are you talking about? The barakhot belonged to me. You're right, the barakhot belonged to you. But if Hashem opened my mouth, Hashem Hashem opened my mouth for me to give the barakhot to Yaakov, Hashem is running the show. That's Geburah Rabbutai. That's Midat Geburah. Never giving up. Keep on doing it because that's what Hashem wills for you. Find Hashem in your own way. Your own path to finding Hashem, to reveal Hashem. But never despair. I end off with the story. There were two people that came to the Rabbi Abraham Hamalach, the son of the Magid of Mezrich, around 250 years ago. They knew the rabbi is famous, is known for his berachot and yeshuot and his salvation, so they waited online in order to go to, uh, to see the rabbi. And let's call it Reuben and Shimon. So Reuben turns to Shimon and says, what are you doing here? And Shimon says, I came because I need a beracha. I have so many shalom bayit issues. And my wife is making my life a living hell. I, I can't do it anymore. I want a beracha from the rabbi. I need, I need to divorce her. I, I can't go on like this. So Shimon turns to Rabbi and says, and what are you here for? He says, don't even ask. I have so many debts in work. I, have, uh, I, I owe people so much money. I'm here to take a beracha from the rabbi. If I should sell my business with the money, pay off my debts, and start off from new. So they're waiting. Rabbi and Shimon go in. The same time. He listens to Shimon. Complaining about his wife, he listens to the Uben complaining about his work. He turns to Shimon, he says, Your wife that's giving you a very hard time in life, don't divorce her. Stay with your wife. And you, you're complaining about your job and you're complaining about your business and it's not doing well, stay in your business. Don't sell it. And they, they leave the, the, the Rebbe and they say, we, we could have got this advice staying home. Why do we wait this five hours in line and traveling so many miles in order to come to the Rebbe to, for him to give us what we didn't want to hear? Fine. Years go by. Three years go by. Reuben runs over to the Rebbe. He comes to him again. He says, Rebbe, you got to help me. You got to help me. Remember years back I came with my friend Shimon and he was complaining about his wife. Remember? Rebbe, you got to help him. He's about to die. He's about to pass away. The doctors gave up hope. They don't know what to do. So he said, one second, one second. Did he take my advice 
and not divorcing his wife? He said, Rabbi, he, he couldn't do it. His wife was, his wife was giving him a... If you had his wife, you would divorce his wife also. He would divorce the, the lady also. He couldn't do it, but please don't blame him, Rabbi. Don't blame him. He couldn't handle it anymore. He said, don't you understand? He ended up divorcing his wife. Hashem had gezerot in Shamaim. The gezerot on him were written that he should stay with this wife till the last day of his life and suffer and everything because Hashem has gezerot. Now what did he do? He thought he's smarter than Hashem. He divorced this lady. So what did Hashem end up doing? Taking the gezerot instead of putting on the wife to give him a living hell in his life. Now he really has a very hard time. He's about to die. But you, but you Reuben, but you Reuben, you didn't sell your business, right? And now it's flourishing, right? You took my advice. Never give up. Of course, the Rebbe knows what he's talking about. We're talking about, they called him Rabbi Abraham Malach. They called him the spiritual angel because he knew how to look into people's life. Never give up hope. Hashem knows what he's doing. You just have to reveal Hashem in your own life. It didn't work over here, so it works over here. It didn't work over here, so it works over here. Keep on going because in the end of the day, you will uncover the dirt. You will dig the dirt and from that dirt, there will come water. The water could be Torah, understanding the Torah more. The, the water could be the success that you waited your whole life to get it and finally you got it. It can mean so many things. It can mean the Shalom Bayit. Because if you learn how to live with the lady that's giving you such a hard time, that could be the biggest barakha in your life. And you know what? She's giving you problems. She's giving you a headache. But you learn to live with her. Of course, I, now I'm not a marriage counselor, but everybody has the, the, the tests and tribulations in life. But if you learn how to live with the struggles that you're facing, and you overcome those struggles, and you never despair, you never give in, that's the biggest barakha in your life. That's the Rabu aleha. That's the well. That's the well that they, ne- they didn't dispute Yitzhak with. That's the well where he called it Rehobot, Rehaba. Hashem widened it for us. Hashem gave us a Rehaba. Like the Vedamelech says, Batsar irhabtali. Batsar, when it's so tight in my life, when I'm pushed against the wall, irhabtali. And I call out to you, I don't despair, irhabtali. Just to remember, Rav Nachman always says, Never despair, never give up, never throw in the towel, because at the end of the day, you will find that water, you find the success, you find the biggest barakha in life. Thank you for everyone that joined, attended every Wednesday night. Avenue S, the corner of East Night, Harad Lebanon, 8 p.m. Thank you to our anytime viewers and listeners. Baruch Adonai Olam, Amen, Amen. We have Minyan Baruch Hashem. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.